Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. It's our Brownlow special, of course, uh, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. Jeez, it's going to be some thrilling storylines on the night. Can Marcus Pontempelli eclipse Nick Dacos with that 31 possession performance against the Cats in round 24? Could be the big story on the night. I'm joined by two men who've also been big stories on Brownlow Middle Night. Nathan Brown and Steve Johnson. How are you, gentlemen? Not as big as this man over here because he <laughs> feels like he's been robbed in multiple Brownlows, yes. but uh, he wants to talk purely about 2013 where he thinks he should have won it. Yes, uh, well you've won most things in your career, Norm Smith, uh, and your premierships of course. What happened this night, Stevie J? Well, I finished uh, yeah, three votes behind Gary Ablett Jr. there. As you can see, I was on 25, he was on 28, but I was rubbed out. So I uh, actually missed uh, six games that season. So Similar to what Nick Dacos is facing this year. So there you are. It would have come equal or just behind Dane Swan. You would have come fourth, but you were ineligible. Um, yep. And you came in here today and you said, I was surprised I got rubbed out. You said, <laughs> no, no. I was stiff. I'll tell no, you, you what happened, mate. Stiff. I'll tell you what happened. The, the producer, look, our producer Jack said, Stevie, I thought you were a little bit stiff. Like I looked, looked at the vision. I said, yeah, Jack, it didn't help that Pierce Hanley's tooth was lying well, Let's have ground. a look at the vision here. Yeah. So Pierce Hanley gets the ball, running off half-back, oh! and there's just a freight train <laughs> coming the other way. How many weeks would he got for that I now? I reckon that's probably worth six or eight these these days. I've just seen the mad Irishman. He used to run off and love to get the handball receiver, and I could see it coming from a from about 20 metres away, and I thought, here I come, I'm going to get him, or I'm going to try and pick no, the ball. No, you got him. Got there, <laughs> got there late. But it could have anyway, cost you Charlie, Stevie. That would have cost me yes. a brown low. Anyway, yeah. we've got the CV is, is good enough at the moment. <laughs> did, you, did you see? That his, was callous, wasn't it? Did you see no. his tooth flying across? Did yeah, you see I did. That? You could see that in slow <laughs> right there. Yeah. That, that didn't no. help you. I feel for Pierce. I still <laughs> feel, feel sorry. Look how happy he's with himself. <laughs> so, two, so 2013, you are ineligible. You weren't there. So where did you watch it from you. Oh, actually, you were cheering to be for honest, him. I watched it on the couch with Tommy Lonigan and we were cheering Joel Selwood on, mm. hoping that we might be able to come down and party at Crown after the, the event. Yeah. And there was a few games there where um, I didn't play my best games, but because that was the first year I went into the midfield, yeah. somehow I was getting votes when I didn't think I should be. Mm. And then all of a sudden I thought when it came to the last round, I'm a chance to get some votes in the last round. I could be the Corey McKernan where mm. they the media turn up onto your doorstep. But mm. um, it wasn't a B, and I probably stole too many votes off uh, Joel. All right, let's have a look at the outright market for this year because Nick Dacos, as we know, he's the favourite, been the favourite all year. Did get out to six dollars after he got injured, and then slowly uh, came back in. But there was a lot of punters take that six dollars on yes. off of Bonham Pally, Butters, and Petrarca. You feel like the winner had come from those three, but there has been some money around for Lockie Neal. They've won a lot of games. Errol Goulden for the last eight. Taranto, he'll be right up there at halfway. Had a really good season, and Toby Green at hundreds. But Nick. Dacos is the man at the moment, so that's where the market sits at Sportsbet. Uh, let's have a closer look here at the AFL coaches votes top 10. So we can clearly see that this year it's going to be a midfielder that wins the Brownlow medal once yep. again. Um, that's been the case for a number of years now. So um, yeah, Zach Butters there had a ter terrific season and this is the award that I think um, is the one, if I was a player, I would like to win because it's the coaches mm. that understand what, what is happening within a game of footy and the roles the players need to play. So. Uh, well done to Zach Butters there, but uh, 
he, um, maybe won't feature at the top. He, he caught fire, didn't he? I feel like they're going to be the top four on the night. Just depends in which order. Let's have a look at what the gurus are saying at Champion Data. Their accuracy has been fantastic over the past uh, decade. This is what they've got. So Dacos winning it from Pachaka, Bontepelli in third, and Neil in fourth. So where's Butters in that top four? Champion Data does not have Butters in that top four. So we got, and I tell you who jumps off the page here, Andrew Brayshaw. We might get to him a little bit later in the most team votes because Caleb Sarong is the favourite to poll most votes uh, for the Fremantle. Zach Butters Brothers. isn't even on that list there for mm. Champion Data. And notice that their votes are a lot lower than what the others are. So yep. Dacos winning at 26. I think we've got him here around the 30 mark. So yep. Nick Dacos, we might as well have a look at Nick Dacos' season because after yep. about round 18, he doesn't vote. So against Fremantle in round 18, 36 disposals, kicks a goal. Yep. Against Carlton in round 20, he has 28, has the most on the ground, but they lose the game. Kerno kicks six. There's players who are better than him. Dugowie probably better, but 31 disposals. And it was how he did it and what he did with it. And he was able to kick goals, particularly from half back as well. Yep. So he, if he, if he's got enough at round 18, he's probably going to have to have an eight-vote lead. And having the season he had last year, he's not going to go under the radar of the umpires. They know who Nick Dacos is. He's got the ball in his hands all the time. So um, in those games where he... Um, has plenty of possessions, he's going to poll. He uses it well, he hits the scoreboard, he's going to catch the eye from very early on, I've got absolutely no doubt about that. What a performance. I think round 16, as you said, Brownie, round 16, 17, 18, he's going to go bang, bang, yep. bang with uh, six or even nine votes and then the big story is going to be the chase. Who can catch you? The chasing packet. So these are the chasers right here. Uh, and these are the votes that the AFL predictor thinks that these mm -hmm. guys might get. So you'd feel like if Zach Butters is at eight, you know, he's around the seven, eight mark. So he's going to have to have uh, an eight vote lead at round yeah. 18, maybe even a nine vote read yep. lead at round 18. So it all comes down to the votes at round 18. And whether maybe he sneaks one against Carlton, but I don't think he will. Do you feel for him? Because the camera's going to be on Nick Dacos in those yeah. last rounds. So He's going to have to keep that smile on his face, yeah. but he might be getting... He handles some, himself pretty well, though. Oh, he's an absolute uh, superstar. I mean, what when you look at this broad brush, what a season this second-year-old kid has yeah. had. Like, this yeah. is a Chris Judd-type performance, Steve. Well, we, if he doesn't win it this year, Jay, you well, can almost put your house on. He's going to win one. Uh, in the near future. So good luck to him. I think he deserves to win it with what he was able to put together in, uh, before that injury. Wonder, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's a big story if he does win it. I wonder how many he's going to win. What is the night like? Is it a fun night for you guys on the table? Sometimes you look a bit bored. Sometimes you're sort of whispering to each other. What is it like when I think you are? It depends where your team's balanced. Yeah. So obviously you were in a lot of grand finals, so you couldn't enjoy it. No, well, I, the, I went three times. The other years I was suspended. So the, the three <laughs> times that I went were grand final week. So you had to sit, sit there and sit waters. Yep. And uh, I had Fev sitting behind me one year when uh, when he went to the old um, pressure point yes. uh, for the footy show, yeah, which was, that, was um, entertaining. Yes. And Brownie, so you poll, I think your highest uh, number of mm. votes in a year was 13. Mm. You were an eye catcher when you played. You hit the scoreboard. I got yeah. a feeling that you must have been a bit lippy because you, you probably didn't get the amount of votes which you should have deserved over your career. I did get a bit lippy. Did you I, I get feel like I was ear? I feel like I, I did get in the umpire's ear a little okay. bit. I felt Fords, like I Fords just never get the recognition, Jay. We got tagged every game, pretty much. Yeah, every game. These guys in the midfield now run around. They, yep. they get 30 for each team. Yep. There'll be players yep. that play on each other. One gets the three. Yep. His opponent will get the two. Yeah, That's what will happen. Big lab right. Later on, we've got uh, some value bets. We're going to have a look at the most team votes. We're looking for value there. So lots coming up. But next, you mentioned Brendan Favola. Pressure point, pressure point. We're going to recap <laughs> the night. Fev cut loose on In the Back Pocket.
Welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. It's our Brownlow Medals, Brownlow Medals special. Can't wait for that tomorrow night. Our most team vote tips and value bets coming up shortly. But, uh, boys, how could we forget the night? Uh, Brennan Favola. He had an absolute massive one. You were involved on the night, uh, Brandy. In fact, did you save Brennan Favola the night he had a bad no, no, I didn't save him. He, he was unsavable that <laughs> night. He, he, was this, uh, he was a whole weather system on his own that night. Um, I do remember the producer of Channel 9 coming up to me goes, mm. Brownie, there's been an incident. Yeah. He goes, we're going to need you to take over from Fev. So I didn't even need to ask what, what the problem was because I'd seen right. Fev yeah. about 20 minutes before that and he and had me he? in a headlock Airborne. as well. And yeah. I'd, I'd had a fair bit myself. So it was getting towards the end of the night. So, right. I mean, so I, was I, I wasn't sober. I'm like... When they can say, can you step in, Brad? Yeah, can you step in for the game? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> I can. They said, we've got nobody else. So right. that made me feel good. We've got nobody else. So I might as well put me up. But let's have a look at what Fev got up to that night. <laughs> pressure point! Pressure point! Pressure point! Hey Bucks. How you going, mate? Not bad. We've had to take over from Brendan Favola. Did you happen to see Brendan Favola tonight? I saw him in the pool at about four o'clock and he was in a lot better nick than he's in at the moment, I reckon. Pressure point, pressure point! Steven Seagal! Steven Seagal! Steven Seagal! Steven Seagal! Steven Seagal! Hey! Steven Seagal! Hey Steven! Steven Seagal! <laughs> I think after that night, I think Chris had had enough, and I don't yes. think he wanted uh, Fever Carlton anymore. Oh, uh, well done! Um, he did a good <laughs> he job. He actually sat behind me that night at the Brownlow, and he, he was literally right behind me, the seat behind me, and yep. we were obviously on the waters. But every yes. time I got a vote because I was sitting next to him, he was yelling, like, "Yeah, Stevie!" <laughs> like the whole of the room could hear him. It was yes. just a proper, train wreck. A proper drunk, wasn't yes. he? And I was a younger journo at the time, so the Brownlow Medal was always a big night for me because you get to kick on at the after party yeah. with all the players uh, and the crew and it's fair to say that Brennan Favola was still stealing the show 2am, 3am. Remember that he was up on the stage singing that Shrek song um, <laughs> which is the memory I've got. I'd had a couple by that stage myself but um, it was you, extraordinary. You I, enjoyed rubbing shoulders with the AFL superstars? Well that's what you do. <laughs> you, you, know, you pull your chest out a little bit Stevie J. Did you, you wear that shirt on the night? <laughs> <laughs> well it is the shiny shirt because it is the AFL's night of nights. I think Brennan Favola got dragged into the Herald Sun the next day because his career was in you jeopardy. Think, you think you do know or, you, or you do know? Well, I think Carlton dragged him in for an interview with uh, Mike Sheen, of course, the great Mike Sheen, to apologise for his uh, behaviour because all of that was on show for um, the country to see. So, wow, how could we uh, forget that? But Stevie, you have a big call to make about the status of the Brownline medal and it's time for In My Opinion. <clears throat> Yes, I do have a strong opinion on this, and I know that the Brownlow Medal has been a prestigious award over the past, uh, what, 50, 80 forever. years of the game, forever. But it's a midfielder's award, let's be honest. So I just want to have a, take a quick look at some statistics here on the past winners of the Brownlow, um, and marry them up a little bit with the, the Champion Player Award um, given by the coaches. So in that graphic, you can see that there's only one player outside of a midfielder, and that's a Ruckman in Max Gorn, who plays through the midfield, that plays has won like a, a Brownlow medal or won the Coaches Association Award. Now, the Coaches Association Award for me is a good award to win because the coaches do know what's going on in a game of footy. You're saying it's the but best But I think award it's easier win. for a midfielder to play well consistently could be because they're constantly around the football. I'd like to see some recognition given to players that play their position the best in the competition. So for a backman uh, to so be nominated... this is a Brownlow medal night? 
on the Brownlow Medal Night, name the best backman in the competition for the com- for the season. So let's say it's a Stephen Silvani Award. Ooh, I the like midfielder this. award is the Bobby Skilton Award. Yep. The Ford is the Tony Lockett Award. Mm. And maybe let's go with the Ruckman gets the Gary Dempsey Award, who Ooh. was a Brownlow medalist. And Seven-time best and fairest winner as well. And I know that sits outside of the All-Australian team, but some recognition for those players that play in some of the harder positions on the ground. Mm-hmm. I look at Sam Taylor last year. He was the best defender in the competition. Yep. He ends, with, ends up with one Brownlow vote. Yeah. That That's happen again. not so, good enough. Yeah. So if you had so to you pick say, one... You go. I was going to say, if you had to pick one, Stevie, what would you rather win? The AFL Coaches... That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, right. yeah, probably the AFL Coaches Award because they know what roles you know, players are playing on any given day. Like, you look lost at, a bit of its luster. I think so. I think, you know, Finn McGu- McGuinness through the season, mm. he's... You know, tagged Tag out two of, two of the best midfielders in the competition. Is he going to receive a Brownlow vote? Does he deserve to mm. get a Brownlow vote? Mm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Is Sam Taylor, you know, those games where he has those intercept marks, takes ten intercept marks, Darcy Moore, will he get the three Brownlow votes? Yeah, I do like the concept of the best defender, the best midfielder, the best forward. So just go through those names again. Best defender. So, you, so you've got Stephen Silvani. Award. Yep, you've got Bobby Skilton. Uh, as the midfielder, uh, you've got Gary Dempsey as the ruckman, and for the forward line, I'd say Tony Lockett. Very had some good names there. I like Strong this. Strong opinion, Stevie. I do like that. Right, let's get into the first five-round uh, markets because while all eyes will be on Nick Dacos, Brownie, it's Jeremy Cameron who also has a hot start, kicking some bags of goals. How do you see it playing out over the first five rounds? He does. So a dollar twenty-five. This is what Jeremy Cameron did, but. You might notice that they lost the first three games. Mm. And against Carlton, uh, Charlie Curnow was big. So he might get the two against Carlton. Gold Coast, he may get one or two. Hawthorne, he definitely gets the three votes. The gather round in Adelaide, I was at that game. He kicked all four goals in one quarter. So Mm. I don't think he gets best on ground that day. Maybe a two. So Jeremy Cameron will vote well in the first five rounds. But ultimately, I think Dick Dacos is your man there. So he jumps out of the blocks early. And you would think after the first ten rounds, he would have his nose in front as well, Browning. Let's have a look at Nick Dacos and what he did for the first 10 weeks of the year because Nick Dacos, $1.72 there. AFL predictors got him on 15. Interestingly, uh, Jordan Dawson, they've got him on 15. So they're not ours, they are the AFL predictor vote. So you can go to the AFL site and get them. But this is brilliant reading. Have a look at that. So uh, potential votes up the top. So in the first six rounds, they're talking 14 and then you've got a 41 later on against the Giants. So if you have a 41 against the Giants, you know, umpires look at those votes and go, look at those disposals and think, he might get three in that round nine game. I mean, 41, it's hard to go against yeah. a three voter for four, but that first 10 rounds is as good as anything you'll see. And I think you'll find what happens now is the umpires actually get to look at the statistics after the game, whereas they didn't in the past. Yep. It's very hard for them to know what's going on in a game of footy. I don't know about you, Nath, but when I was playing, unless Tommy Hawk had an absolute day out four to the footy and kicked six or eight goals. I would come off the ground not knowing whether some of the midfielders like Gary Ablett Jr. had accumulated you know, 40 disposals. Yeah. I mm. thought you know, he maybe just had an average game. And yeah. you look at the stats after the game, he's yeah. had 40. The umpires, they're so um, invested in what they're trying to do yeah. out in the, uh, on the ground. They then come in, look at the stats, see Nick Dacos has had 40, yep. three votes. And he's lovely. I completely agree. Sometimes yep. you come off the ground, that's exactly what. I yep. mean, he's played with Scotty West and sometimes come off. He's had yep. 40, and I haven't noticed it. And he's just so in himself. and under. <laughs> he loved the one, two, Scotty. One, two, three, so four. Are you saying that, no, suggesting maybe the umpires shouldn't do the voting and it should be to a panel? Yeah, I'd like to actually see it more like what they do in the American sports where the umpires have um, some form of the... Um, 
a vote, yep. uh, then there's the coaches form part of the vote, but then the media also form part of the vote. They bring them all together and it spits out a three, two, one. It's come with some ideas. Yeah, I like overhauling everything. I like it, Stevie. I tell you what, market is also interesting. It's the last eight rounds, uh, Brownie. So oh, Errol. And, the, and he's the favourite, Errol Gordon. So the um, superstar Sydney Swan, um, who runs and carries the football yep. a lot, dollar fifty-seven a poll, the most votes. Is he your pick? Yeah, he is. And Zach Merritt got this award last, well, not the award, but the last eight rounds, and he yep. was backed into a dollar thirty-six. So that's the numbers right there for Errol. And they're talking some big numbers and big votes for Errol Gordon. What I like about Errol, and the umpires will notice him. I feel like. Out of all the players, and Nick Dacos is in this too, and they're very similar, yeah. he carries the ball more than other players. So time with ball in the hand, I think Errol Goulden has the ball in his hands more than just about any other player in the AFL. Because like he gets it, theory. he runs and he carries, and he takes his time with the football too. So he's in mm -hmm. space and he looks around and he surveys the scene. So always got the ball in his hands, a bit longer than other, and the umpires will vote, no, notice that mm. he has the ball in his hands a lot. So Errol, last eight, eight games. Is there a good bloke factor with this? Like, do the umpires like the, the young kids are a bit polite and nice? As well, there, was an umpire, there was an umpire that... Uh, what, Stevie? I used to play junior b basketball against him, and I, I always thought I got the rub of the green. I won't name <laughs> the umpire. Yes, there were a couple of games it. there where I thought... I don't know if I deserve the three there. <laughs> he's that a good is, man. That is right. the good bloke. Still there now? So the fact that it might be <laughs> is, there. Is he still umpire now? I'm not saying. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I'm not too sure if it's actually correct. The good yes. bloke factor. Yeah. But just put him, yeah. Good theory. Nick Dacos, a certainly lovely, polite kid. You'd think the umpires would absolutely love him. Right, coming up next, we're going to have our most team vote picks. We're going to be looking for some value, of course, on In the Back Pocket. Welcome back to Me In The Back Pocket. It is our Brownlow special. And you know what it is, boys? It is the most stressful night of the year for the AFL journalists. They're out there in the side, in a back room, working away. You might have your whole story written on Nick Dacos, but what happens when Marcus Ponce and Pally pips him with three votes in round 24? You gotta change your whole story. And then your sports editor rings you up saying, where's, where's your yarn? And you're mad busily trying to rewrite it. So how quickly after the Brownlow do you need a story in? Like, within minutes. Really? So they will be desperately can't be expected though with such a tight finish. That's why on the night sometimes you've got to write three or four different stories. We get over Petrarca, Butters, multitask. Uh, yes, to uh, to try and get your story in. So it is a shocking night to work for the AFL journalists, and they will be stressing if it's going to be tight. Hey, we love the most team votes, and we are hunting value here, Brownie. You have picked out a few. Where is you? Where are you looking? Well, for there's some? there's a lot of. Um, Players at a dollar one, so we didn't bother to bring them up. Yeah. But uh, like Charlie, Ker Charlie Kernan and Paddy Cripps are very, very close. Jeremy Cameron, Tom Stewart. Jeremy Cameron will vote well for the first half of the year. Uh, that is Toby Green on the left. That is Tom Green on the right. Yep. Tom Green gets some big, big numbers. Sicily and Newcomb will go close. Uh, Sinclair. But the one I want to highlight uh, is Luke Davies. You know, $1.08, Nick Larkey there at 10 bucks. Now, yes. Nick Larkey kicks six against West Coast in their win in round one. Mm -hmm. Four against Frio when they win in round two. Mm -hmm. Then he kicks a five against Collingwood in round 11. But at the end of the year, 22, round 22 against Essendon, he kicks five. Yep. Round 23 against the Tigers, he kicks six. And round 24 against uh, Gold Coast, he kicks nine. Now, there's a couple of games that 
they don't play Luke Davies Uniac in there. Yeah. I just think his value. I'm not saying that Luke Davies Uniac can't win yeah. that because he gets a lot he of big had, numbers. He had a, a big first half of the season, Davies Uniac, didn't yep. he? But Lucky's kicked 70 goals. But he's That's doing it in their point. winning games yes. too. Yeah. Um, and the game against Richmond, I must say, Martin had 30 and kicked three, and Shea Bolton had 25 and kicked four, so he might have a one vote or a two there. Yep. But in their big wins, Nick Larky kicks goals. I also like Taylor Walker for value. He's 10 bucks at Adelaide. He does something similar, kicks bags uh, in their wins. I'm looking at Angus Bray. Are the umpires going to be on to the emergence of Caleb Sarong? So he's the favourite to poll most, fights, most votes yep. at Fremantle. Angus Brayshaw a little slow out of the box, but will they go in with a known uh, quantity in Angus Brayshaw? Uh, Hawthorne, I think, is interesting too. Similar story. Jai Newcomb, so James Sicily uh, is the favourite. Yep. I wonder whether Newcomb, the raging bull around the, bull, around the ball who has some massive games, whether he can get some um, love from the the umpire Stevie. Yes, and Toby Green, he's the other one too. So he's predicted to uh, to get, uh, what is it, 32, no, not 32 votes. We're going to bring them up in a minute. We're going to so bring them up. We're going to bring, we're bring, up. Gonna bring we're, them up now. Yeah, yeah, you let it do it perfectly. Let's get to the under over markets, uh, Brownie. We're going to start with the uh, favourite, of course, Collingwood, Nick Dacos. Where are you going here, under so or over? This is Sportsbet Traders, and we've got him around the 30 votes at the moment. So yeah. unders, overs, I am going... I'm going to have to go over. Yep. I, I think he's going to get a lot of votes, Nick Dacos. I think he goes over 30. If yep. he played the full year, I think he would have got a record, but I'm going to go over there. Marcus Bontempelli. Right here. Uh, this is the one that I don't know. I've got no idea. So I thought in the year where Ollie Wines won it, he got stitched. He should have won the Brownlow yep. medal that year, and he was stiff. The Western Bulldogs don't win as many games, and they drop off at the end of the year, which does make it tough for the Bont. Round 24, they played Geelong. He has 31 possessions. Yep. That's going to be the, the uh, big they one. They lose the game, too. Yep. They lose the game which is a problem. And then Lockie Neal over under. You're keen on Lockie Neal. Yeah, well, this, this is year. the one I thought you were throwing to me for, Jay. But Lockie Neal, his AFL predicted votes is 32. So to get over 26 and a half, I think that's pretty good value and there. And they won him. just as many games as Colin. They, they won a lot of games, and yep. Lockie Neal has been a very good polar in the past. And here we see Toby Green. He's got a minimum five best ons, Toby Green. Yeah, You'd have to think so. So he... the SB traders there have, have him at 19.6. Um, whether he gets the recognition he deserves, which yes. is why I believe someone like Toby Green, although he doesn't win the Coleman medal, deserves to go in and potentially win a Tony Lockett medal. I think he's earlier. averaged something like six votes per season over his career. So the umpires give him absolutely yep. no love, but he has calmed down, matured, has. showed great leadership. The only thing with Toby Green is his biggest bag was five. A lot of fours, but no real big sevens yeah. or eights. Whenever they won games of footy early on in the season, he was sort of getting around the 20 possession mark and three goals, and he influenced games uh, when he needed to, when the game was in the balance. Match winner against He was a match winner on a few Do occasions the there. So notice. Oh, they'd have to notice Toby Green uh, because he just ignites that team um, and pulls them over the line, drags them along on, on his shoulders. Who could be the crowd favourite, like Matthew Richardson was a decade ago? Could be Toby. Will it be Timmy Taranto? Because Kane Corns potted him early in this season. Now, the, the crowd will, uh, will get around someone. Might be one of those guys. Right, what's your uh, what's your $100 play, uh, Brandy? What are you, what are you uh, betting on? Okay, so I'm going to have an outright bet on Nick Dacos. So I'm going to have $40 on Nick Dacos to win yep. the Brownlow medal. Like it. Uh, I am also going to have a trifecta and Toby Green. So I think Toby Green, what we've just seen, I think he goes, over those votes, and the trifecta will be uh, Nick Dacos, Marcus Bontempelli, and Zach Butters. So 40, 40, and 20 like is how it. I want to spend and my value hundreds. there, Stevie. Yeah, I've had two $50 plays here, so we'll have a look down at uh, the first one. Is a similar one to what I think you just went with, Nathan.
is Lockie Neal, Nick Dacos and Zach Butters for the trifecta. And my second one here is Marcus Bonapalli to finish in the top three, Lockie Neal for a top five, and Toby Green to like finish it. in the top ten. I, I like think that's it. pretty good value at $4.15. I've gone hunting some value with Jack Sinclair to lead at uh, St Kilda and a few others. John Newcomen, Hawthorne, Brayshaw and Green, as we said. Enjoy the night. It is always an absolute beauty and good luck to the superstar players. They're a big chance. Thanks for watching In The Back Pocket. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.